Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we are joined by the co-founder of the Old Schoolhouse magazine, Gina Suarez. She's a homeschooling veteran who has a ton of experience and encouragement to share. This is an awesome episode. But before we begin, we also want to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. They make math fun, and you can go check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, we just released a t-shirt over on our website, smilinghomeschooler.com. If you enjoy our podcast, purchasing a shirt would be a great way to show your support. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. I'm glad you could join us this evening. Uh, I know we tried to start close to 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, Don't get used to that. Uh, We are never prompt. We are never on time. We just kind of go whenever we can. Um, But we've got a special guest with us tonight, uh, Gina Suarez. Um, We've gone back, I don't know, almost, I guess, from our early on homeschool days where we were doing homeschool conventions and... uh, um, I was contacted, I don't know, a hundred years ago, maybe, um, uh, by Gina and said, Hey, would you like to write for the homeschool minute? I can, I, I can almost remember when my first post was, I was writing them from my RV. I think I was in, um, the corn dog capital of the world, um, on route 66. I don't know if Ben knows where that is. Where's that Ben? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Springfield, uh, Missouri. I've never heard it called that. Uh, yes, also or, or Spring, Springfield, Illinois, okay. uh, birthplace or the Abraham death Lincoln. place of Abraham Lincoln Absolutely and the birthplace famous. of the corn dog at the cozy or the comfort cone. Your second or most famous resident. Like <laughs> um, but Gina, it is a pleasure having you with us. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's good to see you and. I think it goes back over 10 years and it may be um, magazine writing first before you were even doing homeschool minute stuff. If I remember right. That's probably correct. That's probably correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been at least probably almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Gina is the publisher and the founder with her husband of the uh, homeschool, the old schoolhouse magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want to steal her thunder, but Gina, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Well, we've, um, we're Paul and Gina Suarez. We have seven children, um, some grandchildren already. You know, you blink and they grow up. And it's it's just, um, it's amazing how time flies. But we've been doing the magazine for almost 20 years. Wow. And um, in fact, in, a, in 19 years. So we um, basically, we started it just in our house. We were doing eBay, just selling curriculum books and, and just materials to encourage homeschool moms. And that eBay store turned into a little brochure kind of a thing like a little church bulletin type newsletter it was free <laughs> and then it went um on to become a magazine so we're in walmart and target and um, walgreens and even some sears and some tractor stores like <laughs> nationwide and several there countries so if you're in a tractor store and you need a homeschool magazine <laughs> you can pick yours up there yeah. at a tractor store yeah the moms grab a yeah, grab it, and their husbands are doing their seed shopping, and the moms are standing there right. reading the magazine. <laughs> so then, what you know, back at that time, because that was you said almost twenty years you've been doing this. When did you decide to homeschool, and kind of what started you know you down that path? Because back then, yeah. that was definitely you know more of an outlier for sure. For sure, and you know, our oldest thirty, and so we were already homeschooling. We were already homeschooling four children mm-hmm. before we started the magazine, and. Um, and so basically we just, I didn't even really know what I was doing. <laughs> None of the, we were all just kind of doing it by the seat of our pants, like everybody else. And our church was super active. 
lot of homeschool families. And so we had a lot of support, um, but I never went to any support groups or anything like that. I just kind of did my own thing, wrote my own curriculum, taught my own classes, taught art history to the community, things like that. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I didn't set out thinking, oh, I'm an expert on homeschooling. I still don't feel that way. We just, um, I had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, having that eBay store. And um, I saw a need. There was a, people were really interested in the newsletter and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And finally we were attracting advertisers and they were picking up the back cover and things like that for the, paying the good money to, so we could go to press. Mm -hmm. And it has been going on for all these years. Again, you blink and your kids grow up and your, your business has been around for 20 years. <laughs> it's just weird, but yes. um, it's been a lot of fun. Well, Gina, um, why did you, why did you homeschool? I know moms like to know, why did you homeschool in the first place? I mean, did, was that your plan from, you know, from the beginning? Did you, what, what took you to that place? When my husband and I were dating, um, I was 19 and he was 30. Okay. So we're 11 years <laughs> apart. And, uh, and so, you know, he was more mature. I don't think I ever knew that. <laughs> he could be arrested in some states <laughs> man and, i think our, yeah. our youngest is seven you know he's, he's so my husband he tells people that he's raising his own grandchildren <laughs> but um so yeah i was 19 we were just talking one time we were you know we were dating when we were going to get married and he actually brought it up he said you know what do you think about us maybe homeschooling our, our future children and I looked at him and I said, no way, that's, I go, I know a homeschool family down the street and they are weird. And he was like, no, I don't think so. I know some homeschool families too. And they're actually very mature and they're godly and the parents have had an opportunity to, to raise them right and things like that. And so it was nothing at all like Paul was insisting. He was very much exploring it. He was new to that. And, but he had seen the fruit in some, and now this is back in the, late 80s so you know he he had so not a lot of homeschoolers not like today mm -hmm. but he had seen the fruit with families that were doing it and doing it well and so yeah i if believe it or not when my oldest was five i started looking into the local public school <laughs> and i was just you know getting my information like everybody else does and paul comes home from work and i told him and he goes no no i don't uh, no i don't think so i, I think we're gonna no <laughs> <laughs> so I started researching, you know, homeschooling. We've always homeschooled. We've never, you know, all seven kids, we've never um, turned back. And we've, you know, I've never even really envied the whole yellow bus thing. Like you hear some moms talk about, I'm very happy doing our own thing. And we're kind of in charge. We're driving the bus and it's, it's good. You know, it's been good for us. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you some more questions about that. And your maybe your perspective of, uh, but I, before we get there, um, and so you started the magazine and I know now, um, I mean, every time I look at your site, I get exhausted, uh, <laughs> just seeing how much you're doing and how many, uh, projects you have going. I mean, you've got a lot of arms, not physical arms, um, but you've got a lot of arms of the old schoolhouse. What are some of the other, you know, resources and that you offer homeschoolers? You know, we're very fortunate because um, Paul and I, as the business has grown and as we have gotten older and, you know, more situations with kids and grandkids and things like that, I don't spend, I was thinking about this today, I don't spend nearly the time on TOS that I did 
um, that both of us did really from from our early days where I was working around the clock, it seemed like, cause you're really, you know, you're getting a business off the ground and you're talking with lots of leaders and um, advertisers and just on and on. And um, we are very blessed because over the years we have found a tremendous, wonderful people. I mean, the team we have is enormous. We've got um, over a hundred people that work for us, with us, you know, more than that, because of all the reviewers. And if you add them all up, it's just, it's hundreds of people that we work with. And so we've got directors and we've got managers and we've got, you know, supervisors and so on, and they really do a great job. And so um, we do have a lot of arms. We've got schoolhouseteachers.com, which is the curriculum side, almost 500 classes, courses online people can take. And of course, just all the different websites, you know, tryhomeschooling.com and, um, the regular, the old schoolhouse.com, just lots and lots of, now we've got live reps that are talking with these new moms that are coming into homeschooling there. Yeah. This COVID thing has really shaken things up. Just For sure. You know, so we got a lot of people asking questions and contacting us. And so we've got live reps that are working around the clock, you know, business hours as well. Yeah. Been good. I want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available, and their new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stories your child's grades so you can easily ensure they are learning and you can check in on the progress. If you know someone who just started homeschooling or hates math time, then send them to teachingtextbooks.com for a free trial and to check out a sample lesson. But kind of as you just mentioned, you know, with the COVID thing, how have, what are some of the things that you, uh, homeschooling for so many years, that you think have changed for homeschoolers? Maybe some of the issues or some of the um, benefits that, uh, you know, that homeschoolers now face versus back when you started? Yeah, it has changed. And your dad would know that too, just from being on the road as much as we've seen that, you know, the people who come to conventions and come up to the booth and the, the moms are very different. Now you've got your millennial mom and that is a different animal <laughs> and I see that with pure happiness they are different though and they keep us on our toes because they are tech they know and they they are marketers naturally and they they have such a grasp on um just technology and what's new in the world and and, and even even the way they homeschool their kids is very different than many of the the moms from my you know my generation because i started home again i started homeschooling almost 30 years ago so um, I think a lot of it, and with us, I'm grateful because we do have a lot of moms on staff and some are my age, you know, the older versions and some are, we've got some really young ones that we've brought into marketing and, um, one girl that has done some really good marketing work for us, her name's Brittany and she's like 24 and she's just brilliant, just brilliant. So we'll go to her with questions sometimes like, you know, how do we reach this generation? What do we, what should we be doing differently in marketing? And we have a huge marketing team. And so that's always been a big, important part of our company um, is just try to not spare expense in that area, the, the marketing part, because that's where you're speaking to the public, that's your face. And so we wanted to make sure that we are meeting that need, but yeah, you do hit it. It's It has changed over the years. In 20 years, we're able to look backwards and just see those changes. And I mean, I could talk for hours, which I won't. Um, there's just so many different things that that are are different and it's it's neat it's exciting i mean 
Todd, have you noticed that just when you're out speaking? And, oh, and I, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to ask you because they've heard me talk, so I don't need to hear my brain. Um, but what do you think? What do you think about the pressures? Um, how have the pressures changed? I mean, because back in, when we started, you know, everybody was pretending to be, you know, a homesteader with, uh, you know, uh, denim d jumpers on and little white sneakers and all the kids played the harp and exactly um you know and that's kind of changed um mm -hmm. but but have the what are the pressures the pressures maybe that you face because i mean i'm going to give people maybe a little glimpse of you and and i you know because i know everybody thinks when they they listen to me or they listen to see you they think oh I bet you Gina, you know, she probably gets up at 6 a.m. every morning and they have an hour of quiet time and then they do family altar. And then, yeah. you know, Paul has some Bible story out of the King James Bible. And then, you know, and then they do this and then they spend the day worshiping God and learning. And it's just, you know, and, and you're a little more laid back than, than they might think you are. Um, what is, what is, I guess that's a couple of questions. You know, what does your homeschool look like? And, and maybe, have the how have those pressures changed um, from those early days to maybe now? I think the pressures in general happen when someone attempts to start homeschooling. So like you see it with young moms and we've had people come up to our booth, you know, at conventions. And I remember one time this lady, it was in Georgia, this lady came up, she has her four-year-old with her and I think her two-year-old, maybe pushing a stroller or she's pregnant or something, but she was really concerned, very, very concerned. And her question to me was, you know, what do I do with my four-year-old? What curriculum mm -hmm. do I need to buy from my four-year-old? I need to be homeschooling her, you know, and I just kind of giggled and I, and I tried to put her at ease and I think it worked. I just let her know, listen, when they're four, don't be doing any curriculum, <laughs> nothing, you know, you, you cook with her and do art with her and take her to the park and talk about numbers and shapes and and, and whatever she's interested in, go down that road with her and start getting her interested in um, researching stuff and, and learning and loving to learn. Um, so I think parents put a lot of pressure on themselves. I know I did. I, I might not have as much as the average mom, and I'm not really sure why, um, mm. because I was never the kind of mom who got up early in the morning and had all the books out prepped, perfect. Um, we do not get up at 6 a.m. <laughs> one. <laughs> and right. I don't, I'm, we're late birds around here and even our children. So we've had two batches of kids, the four grownups and now the, the three babies, we call them, but they're 12, 10, and seven. Those are the babies. And so they're, you know, I think we're homeschooling very um, similarly to the first batch, but I'm more of like an unschooler at heart in a sense. You know, I don't believe in setting a kid to just do their own path and, we don't do video games in this house, things like that. So, but we're definitely not the kind of family that just has all the canned curriculum in place. We've never been able to do that. I've never wanted to do that. That's just me. Um, and, and I really love how my children are so unique and so different each and every one. They all had their own interests. They, they wanted to pursue certain things and I didn't want to stop them. I didn't want to, you know, if they're in the middle of a big Lego project and it's getting really, um, engineering and, and exciting to see. I don't want to make them stop and, and okay, ring a little bell. Like we're not following the school system ever. That's just never, ever what we've done. Even when I was a younger mom. Now, the only difference with me is we, um, we have enrolled our kids in classical conversations. I love that program. Um, 
I, the, the whole community, all that, that it represents. And so my kids love it and they've got their friends and it's been a lovely, wonderful thing. Um, so there's some, there's a little bit of rigidity, if, if you want to call it that, that's about as rigid as it gets for us, our weekly classical conversation and everything else. We just kind of, we do school, you know, we do the, they do their work. They're very, one of my kids is very, very good with cursive and writing. And so she, that's the main thing she does, a lot of writing and that sort of thing. Other kids that I've had before are engineering. They want to tear apart computers and printers and put them back together, things like that. And so we've kind of just gone with their um, loves, what they love to do and what they want to learn. So in There's, terms of, oh, <laughs> sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. So in terms good. of homeschooling then, um, you know, what is that thing you would want to communicate with the homeschooling moms listening? You know, what's your heart desire for them as their journey through homeschooling with their kids? What would you say to them or what do you want for them? What we always tell them is just probably the same thing. Our mantra is just take it easy. And God gave you these children. Um, you're their parents. You're the best possible teacher they can have and to take it seriously and to, to, um, to love learning and love life and relationship is everything. Um, my husband, his mantra, and I do agree with it, he is always saying all the time, he says it's not about education and really it's it's relationship, it's it's discipleship, actually. And so we love the Lord. We want our children to love the Lord. We want them to be saved. We want them to um, be in heaven with us for eternity. And so to us, that's the most important thing. And and so it is about discipleship. We're going to disciple them up in the Lord. We're going to teach them. We're going to make sure they know doctrine. They know God's word. They understand for themselves um, they claim that, that they make Christ their own. It's, we tell our kids, we say, we can't take you by the hand and bring you into heaven. You know, as much as we'd love to do that, you have to have a relationship with Christ. And so that's a big deal for us. So things that we do revolve around that. Um, and, and relationship is a big thing because if you have their heart, if you've got that, you know, my mm -hmm. daughter, Julia, she and I are best friends. You know, she's 23 years old. She has a baby. Um, it is a beautiful thing just to sit and play with her baby and to hang out with her. And she's not my little seven-year-old anymore. So I look at Zion, who's seven, and I, I think, okay, you know, this it gives it's that second chance almost. Like, they're going to they're gonna blink, and they're going to be in their 20s, and then they're in their 30s. And so it's relationship. So I think that would just tell moms, hey, relax. It's the same thing that you, Todd, say to your your audience, you know, it's it's about relationship and it's about just relax and enjoy the journey. Mm. This is not about the public school system. Don't try to follow it. Don't have a little bell there or a mindset that you have to be doing that because you don't. Yeah. And would you say, Gina, I mean, uh, you know, the friendship that you have with your daughter and really, you know, I've seen how your kids interact amongst each other. Um, and I, I, could I be so bold as to say that's a byproduct of spending every day with your kids all day long? I mean, do you think you'd have the same relationship with your daughter if you sent her away for not just eight hours a day, but you know, once they're out eight hours a day, once they get into high school, then they spend a couple more hours on the end of that. Mm -hmm. And then they're with their friends, you know, I mean, do you think, do you think that's part of it? it's a huge part of it. There's no way we would have the relationship we do. Or my, my son, Levi, who lives in Pennsylvania, he runs a dental office with all kinds of employees under him. He um, He's a mature 25 year, 26 year old, but we are tight. We are very, very tight. And no, th that wouldn't be because I, I look back at my own childhood right. and my parents, they were well-meaning, you know, but we were in public school and I don't think my parents really knew me, you know, and I, hmm. 
and it's sad, you know, even when my mom passed away, there wasn't a lot of crying. I know that sounds horrible and I love my mom and she's with the Lord and I miss her and all of that, but there was not a lot of um, interaction between us. You know, I went to school all day. Um, our bus system, it was a two hour um, bus ride on the way home, two hours. Mm, so you wow. could eight hours and two hours on the bus. And then if we had sports or friends, and then of course we get home and there's homework. There's lots of homework. And so I was in my room with my door shut, blasting the, the music and, and doing my homework. And that was my life. And now I didn't know my parents. They, they certainly didn't know me or what I was up to. <laughs> That's for sure. But we, we know our children and I, I praise God for that. Yeah. So what would you say to the mom, maybe who's listening right now? Because, uh, and I know you have a lot of interaction with readers and um, people who ask questions. Um, you know, and I just think it's so overwhelmingly the same. There are so many moms who were overwhelmed by the academics of it and the worry of, well, you know, if I don't, like you said, the four-year-old. And I mean, I saw one today about a four-year-old. You know, I'm just so concerned about this four-year-old. And, and I know in their head they're thinking, if I don't get this part done, they're not going to be successful in the future. Mm -hmm. um, what do you say to that mom who's listening right now who might, because I, I think every mom's heart would agree with you. That's what I want. That's what I want, Gina. I want my kids to like me. I want to have that relationship. But hey, all these things need to get done, you know? And, and so what would you say to them? I remind them about when they were in public school. And so I say, do you remember how when we were in public school, all that time that was wasted, mm -hmm. you know, we, were, we were waiting in lines and we were coloring. We were learning to, I mean, we were really good colorers. We could color in those lines because we did that for an hour every day. And we, we waste, there was just a lot of time wasted and we got through school. And now at the end of every single school year, we never finished all the books. Usually we would tear up the workbooks and we were real happy to do it, but a third of it wasn't done. Um, so we didn't get it all done there either, but somehow we all graduated and somehow we ended up knowing how to read and, you know, doing math facts and whatnot. But when you're, when you're homeschooling, it doesn't take nearly the hours. I mean, mm -hmm. two hours on the bus, really? I mean, that's time you could have been spending cooking with your kid or um, reading to them or just spending time and hanging out. It's that quantity time. That's where you, the quality time comes from is you got to have the quantity in there in order to even reach that. Um, I think a lot of parents just figure, well, I'll have that quality time with them at, at nighttime. Well, what if it doesn't present itself? You've got to have the, the quantity has to be there in order to, to capture that that quality time. And so I don't know. I, I just I remind them that there's a lot of waste time. And I remind them that, look, you know, even if you're only putting in a few hours a day, you're going to get there. And interestingly enough, though, even the worst homeschoolers, they tend to do really well in college and they end up scoring um higher what is it six points higher on the um act i can't mm. remember now but it's both the sat and the acts they score higher generally across the board and they have for years and years dr brian ray at nary nhei.org get all the stats there it's right, it's for sure yeah, so i figure you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get it done even if it's in a few hours a day and the kids can do some a lot of independent stuff we made our kids do it like with a math i'm really bad at math I'm horrible at math. And so this sounds terrible, but um, I didn't do a lot of math with my kids. Okay. I just, I just didn't. And I made them kind of do some of it on their own. And then when I figured, you know what, when they get into college, cause they all went, um, 
they didn't graduate. Not all of them graduated, but they they went. They started, and I wanted to see how they were going to do. I wanted to have them take those entrance exams and see how they did. Well, Julia, she was she scored ninety six percentile in the in the language arts department, all the reading and whatnot, and and the boys with the math, they they scored kind of low going in, but it was amazing how my two oldest ones were tutoring everybody else by I don't know semester number two, and they went pretty high up with advanced mm -hmm. math, and they were the top 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 my oldest was the top um and he made the dean's list and the president's list and so on and so forth. um so you know i just figured and that's a kid i didn't teach a lot of math to he yeah he did some math but i could have done better and i you know and i'm doing better with these three kids. <laughs> um, you know so you, you know you kind of learn and, and you figure it out as you go so i think I, that would be my answer to these moms is relax it really is going to work out wow. it, you know sending them off to the den to play video games all day or you're ignoring them or you're um you know you, you got to have lots of conversations tons of meaningful right. conversations you got to they got to be doing their work but if you can just have regular, and then I have a friend who, and I tell the story sometimes, she, um, her kids are grown up now, but back in the day, they were building a house. They built two houses actually. Mm -hmm. And she, she was telling me, she goes, I did not school my kids all year. They did some stuff, but we were building a house. We were very busy and we, they were helping and they were this, that, and the other, and they were like young. And so the following year, she tests them all. And they were right at where they were supposed to be anyway. Mm. It was like, you know, some, a lot of it, they do, they get it. They do get it. And it just doesn't require, I think the schools want you to believe, oh, we need their, your children's minds for 10 hours a day, mm. you know, with that homework and with all the things and the waiting in line and all that stuff. And somehow they're going to be these great students. But I see all these homeschoolers and I look at these families and I see a lot of them relaxed like us. And then they have these brilliant, smart adults that are doing great, doing great in their careers later. Totally. Well, before I, you tell us a little bit more about how people can find more from you, I just think it's interesting about the time because I was just talking to my two of my coworkers uh, right before I came, uh, right before I got off work this evening. They're both public schooled and they were both talking about how the ones that his senior year, they allowed him to do a special program where he could like take the school home and do it from home. And then like they had a check in and they give him like a list of things they had to do. He's like, me and my cousin both were in it. He's like, we were able to, we would not do anything until the last, the day before. And then we'd each spend like half a day and we did, could do the entire week's stuff in half a day because he's like the whole rest of the time he's like I wasted so much time he's like I could have gone home like half a day earlier if I had like been able to just do the school and not have to wait for everything else and do all that other stuff so um, I just thought that was really uh, telling but anyways but uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how people can find um, you more from you um, tell them anything else you'd like to you know offer or uh, let them know uh, just uh, yeah that's closing yeah. Um, you know, you can email me at publisher at the old schoolhouse.com and I'll send you a free magazine. It's a print magazine. You can get it in Walmart if you want to or Target or whatever, but I'd be happy. Or the tractor place. Or the tractor place. <laughs> um, but if you don't have a tractor place in town, I would be happy to mail you one for free. You can just email me and wow. write out no charge. But yeah, you know, Todd writes for the Homeschool Minute. That's our weekly newsletter. And so you can go to the homeschoolminute.com and sign up there if you want to and get that. And um, schoolhouseteachers.com, come and check it out. It's just, we're there, we're all over the place. Our social media is is um, ramping up. We've hired a team to get, to get in there and really get that all going too. And so that's been growing very quickly. So you probably will see us on Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter, any of those places as well. And I'm sure lots of them know about you because the Old Schoolhouse Magazine is an amazing school magazine and it's filled with encouragement, practical ideas, but 
more importantly, encouragement. And that's because that's what I like. That's what I like. Well, Gina, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to have to do it again because I think you have some more that I think moms need to glean from you. Um, and I know that uh, I have fond memories of dinners out. And, you know, I was really encouraged when you said Levi is now a mature adult. <laughs> that boy, I knew he, I knew he was going to be something big because I don't know, he must have been 16 and he was making all the plans and uh, he was a get her done guy. I mean, I think the first time he came up to me, he asked this super mature uh, question, but I just assumed he'd be killed in a motorcycle crash oh, early on in his life um and he i know he was almost killed was and almost. i'm surprised he's lived this long <laughs> well have a great night and we'll do it again gina all right you take care thanks for having me thanks for listening gina shared a ton of wisdom and we hope it helps you smile more in your homeschooling visit the website theoldschoolhouse.com for more encouragement and resources I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Mind Homeschooler podcast. They make math fun. You can check out the website over at teachingtextbooks.com for a free trial. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.